what a song, what a chorus. Those words, make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. God, I came here with nothing but all you have given me. Jesus, bring me wine out of me. I don't know if you've heard that song before. We've sung it many, many months ago. But that song, that's for you, that's for me, that's for us tonight. It's taken, this, this song is in reference to a chapter um, in, the, in the Bible, yes, and it's Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. And it says, Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. So where there is new wine, there must be a new wineskin. So what's this mean for us tonight? Well, a flexible container, that is what is needed for the new anointing, the new thing that God wants to do in you tonight. We as sons and daughters of our God, who is very much alive, amen, we must be a willing vessel that is surrendered to the Lord. We must seek to lay down our lives before him as a humble offering, willing to take on whatever it is in front, the good, the bad, the ugly, the glory, take it on all of it, knowing that we're not going alone, but that emptying, that surrender must happen first. This morning, I woke up, and I don't know if you woke up this way, but I woke up with thunder and rain and a beautiful storm happening outside, and my first thought was you all. My first thought when I woke up was, yes, I need to go to work, but also, healing rain. Healing rain. There's an old song, I referenced this in our pre-service meeting. It's by Michael W. Smith. If you know him, he was around, very popular in the 90s, Christian artist. And he sings this song called Healing Rain. And this song has been on my heart and in my mind this morning, but also just in this season, I believe, for our church, for me individually, for you individually, for each one of us. In the words of that song, it, it says, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Healing rain is falling down, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. So God, he sent his son, Jesus, to the earth. Emmanuel, God with us, right? Jesus, then he died. We celebrated his resurrection just a few weeks ago at Easter. He was raised back to life. He defeated sin and death, hallelujah, so that we could have a direct line to the Father. He was satisfying our need and our desire to be with God and to be made right with him. We could not do it on our own, friends. We couldn't crush the grapes and make the wine on our own. We needed him to make a way, and he did. And we'll see today, through our testimony and through the sharing, through the scriptures, that he didn't just leave us out to dry. He didn't say, okay, I've been here. My name is Jesus. I've been here. I've showed you now. Figure it out. No, he says that he will be with us, surely to the ends of the age. He leaves us his spirit to guide us, to heal and protect us after he ascends into heaven post-resurrection. So God's will, God's plan for us is to experience the healing that only he can offer us. And I believe that healing, once again, is for me, it's for you, it's for all of us.
It's for the city of Sarasota. Can I get an amen? We've got some hurt people out there that need to know about this healing power that is available for, for them, for us. My name is Tina, and I'm the worship and the family pastor here at Church of God Sarasota. And I'm honored to stand here tonight and be with you all. Honestly, when I woke up this morning, it's true, you were my first thought. I thought, Lord, it's, it's Saturday. I'm ready to be with my church people, my church family, and worship you and experience your healing, healing ring that you have for us, that you have for me. And uh, I know I've, I've told many of you this story. I might have even shared um, the previous time that I spoke. But before I moved here, before I knew many of you in the room, the Lord spoke to me when I was praying about a youth convention that I was attending that was being held in Florida. And so I was praying, just seeking the Lord, and really trying to hear from Him. I was in college at the time, and I heard the Lord say so clearly in my heart, my soul, I heard Him say that Florida will be a place of healing. I heard Him say those words, and at the time, I thought, awesome, I'm going to experience some great healing on this youth convention, this youth trip at the um, university here in Florida. And I did, I did. I experienced a huge moment that really, really connected me with the Lord and helped me understand His love better. And I'm thankful for that. But I did not know that the healing is still happening and that He has even more that He wants to do in and through us. I never forget, I know this isn't my notes, but I'm seeing you and the Lord's pointing you out. I never forget when you stood up in the women's group one night and you said that um, one of your friends was going through a very hard, dark season. And you said that she was reaching out, asking for prayer. And you told her, you said, I will have our ladies group, I'll have our church pray, because when they pray, healing happens. I don't know if I ever told you, when you said that, when you said, when you said, said that that night, I was like, faithful and you love us that much that you want us to be whole to to not go through this life with a huge limp you know we're gonna we're gonna limp we're human we're gonna make mistakes but he wants us to run to run in freedom and in his love and friends we can't do that unless we're with him unless we're in his presence and we're connecting with him but i know that the healing is still happening and it's still there's still more to come and so tonight I just want to invite you, encourage you to open your heart up through the testimony that's soon to be shared, through the word, all of it, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a broken toe or a scratch. It can be your heart. It can be your mind. It can be your soul. It can be your family, a relationship. Offer it up to the Lord as a broken vessel, saying, Lord, make me a vessel. Make me an offering. So let's pray. And then we'll continue to seek the Lord and all that he has for us tonight. Oh God, we love you so much. And I thank you for this opportunity to be with my church family, with my church people. And Lord, tonight I'm just excited to hear and see and experience all that you are going to do. Already, Lord, the worship, the fellowship, all of it has been, I believe, a sweet offering to you. And so, Lord, tonight, would you open up our hearts, open up our minds to hear and receive whatever it is. God, if it's an old old lie that we've believed for so long that needs to be righted, the truth needing to triumph, God, whatever it is, would you speak? Would you heal? Would you do your thing, Lord? We need you to show up. It's all noise without you. We love you, and we thank you for being here with us. In the name of Jesus, amen. So to quickly 
it's your first time with us or if you've missed a few weeks here and there, we've had an amazing start to 2022 at Church of God Sarasota. And we have! Yes! And our pastors, Eric and Marsha, are saying hello from Oklahoma City. We love you so much and we're excited to have you back. But they were celebrating a, a big milestone in their family. I believe we have a picture to show. the goodness of God during a challenging season of life. 
Have you ever experienced a challenging season or moment in life? Raise your hand if that is you. Pretty much every single hand. Yes, because this world is hard and dark and many without God. And so, yeah, you could raise your hand there. We all experience challenging, hard, dark moments in this life. But maybe you've heard the old phrase, God is good all the time, all the time God is good. This is true. It's true. But sometimes in those hard, dark seasons, it can be difficult to remember that, to feel that, right? It's a little harder to see through the fog. But his nearness and his goodness is present in every season, in the good and in the bad. We see this in scripture and we see this in the broken world today. God promised us that he would be near us. He promised that he would be with us through it all. So Matthew chapter 28 is the main scripture for tonight. And this is verse 19 and 20. And this, if you have studied scripture, it's the Great Commission. Again, the context here is Jesus speaking. He's giving the disciples really a pep talk. If you are in sports or you've been in sports in your life, or if you're in band, hey, it's the pep talk before the concert, right? I, that's, I've done both, I understand. So it's before the big show and you're getting ready. He's trying to rally the troops, get them excited. And he gives them a plea and a promise here. Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20, it reads this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So that first part of the scripture that we just read together, that's the, that's the plea, right? That's the invitation to join God to be a witness in this dark world where we need light, right? We need love and we need light. We need Jesus. So that first part of that scripture is an invitation to join God to be a witness for him and for his love. And then that promise. Ooh, I love these words. Jesus is telling his people here, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Moms, I don't know um, if you have some moms in the room or if you're a teacher, you've experienced this for sure. Niece, if you have nieces, nephews, all that. It's, it's, have you ever experienced a moment when your child is just simply wanting your presence? Like you don't need to say anything. They just want you in the room as they fall asleep. Yeah, you've experienced that, right? So it doesn't matter. You don't have to have, to have all the wonderful, beautiful words. You just need to be near. That's all that the child wants. That's all that they, the comfort that they need. Maybe even they fall asleep just simply holding your hand. Well, it's the same promise that God is giving us here. That even in those hard moments when it's uncomfortable and we need peace, God is promising to be with us, to be there, holding our hand, giving us the comfort that we need to make it through. Surely I will be with you, even to the end of the age. The disciples, they could not have known what was coming up. Many of them were about to face death and hard, hard times. But it's true, it's known fact that we'll experience hard days in this world, believer or not. But it's also true that we have the amazing opportunity to experience the holiness of God. Not just the hard, but the holiness. And it's because of the Holy Spirit living in us. This is the witness of God. 
Jesus might have ascended to heaven that day, but he left his spirit to be with us. The disciples got to walk, touch, breathe the same air as Jesus, but we get to have God in us, the Holy Spirit, helping us feel comfort in those hard moments and know what to do, where to turn, giving us wisdom that we need, peace, all of that. And so we can walk through hard and holy things by the grace and power of his Holy Spirit. God is with us. God is in us. And so tonight I'm honored to welcome to the stage our encore testimony that's being shared tonight. And so, church, this testimony, you're in for a ride, right? It's a ride. And it's full of hardship, but it's also full of truth that God is with us even in the hardest, darkest moments of life. So would you join me, church, in welcoming Allie and Barney Deans to the stage at this time. with you all yeah. the ways. And so 
when I was pregnant with Paige, we had um, a mother's blessing for me, and a friend gifted me some, uh, like a henna tattoo for my belly, and I don't know why I chose a, a, the flower of poppy. I just became obsessed with poppies and everything that they, uh, they just show, you know, their, their, their death, its birth, its rebirth, I love them. Um, and then we had Paige, um, and I had those poppies on my belly when I had Paige. Um, and then when we were, when we had our church in the school, in the gymnasium, and I had never thought about having another child when I just had a baby that was like eight weeks old. <laughs> it had always taken a few years before I could wrap my head around having had a baby. And I distinctly remember sitting in church um, with Barn and my mom, and thinking, I had Paige sleeping on my lap, and I just thought, I wonder if we're gonna have another baby. And God spoke so loudly and said, her name will be Calvary. And I just kind of like, did you, did you hear that? You know? And he's like, no, are you okay? <laughs> you know? Um, so, and I kind of just, I knew that we were going to have another baby. I didn't know what that would look like, obviously, you know, but, um, so fast forward to July, we, early July, we found out that we were expecting. And I wanted so badly to be happy that I faked like happiness, but I just knew intuitively and intrinsically that like we were never, this baby wasn't going to, we weren't going to hold her in our arms. There was just something in me that I just knew. And um, a lot of people just like, your anxiety, and I think so often, and I want every mother to hear this, that so often that our anxieties, our, our, our worries, our, our intuitiveness is labeled anxiety, and sometimes I think that's a lie, and we're not anxious, we are intuitive, we do know our bodies, and we do know our babies. Um, so if that label is put on you wrongly, just take it off. Um, but I just knew, so we told my mom early, we told early because I think that um, I just wanted to celebrate her while she was alive. And so, um, yeah, and so we told the kids, you know, we told my mom, we told just close family members and friends, and I just wanted so badly to celebrate her while I knew she still had a beating heart in my stomach. Fast forward to um, 
three weeks later, um, I started experiencing a lot of um, back labor. And I knew it was labor because that's what I experienced with my other three children. And so I remember sitting there and I remember coming to church and I couldn't sit down because I was in so much pain and uh, I just couldn't get comfortable. And then the next day was Lex and Daniel's um, wedding shower. And I didn't want to not celebrate that. And so we all went. And uh, I just remember thinking like, what like a hard but holy moment that was because here I am like celebrating and watching these two about to become one while one was becoming two and that was just really hard to handle but I wouldn't miss that for the world like I wouldn't have missed that for the world because their union is sacred and it's amazing and they need those with they need that witness um, but and so that was a Sunday and then the following Monday, um, I called my friend who worked for my OB to see if I could bring uh, my husband with me because of COVID, they weren't going to allow my husband to come. And I said, that's, that's not an option. I'm not doing this by myself. And so um, we, she was able to bring us into another campus. And we went and I couldn't find a heartbeat. And the office was so sweet and so kind and so caring. But then they sent us to, um, oh, but before that, at that baby shower, um, I remember going up to Alicia and, and also calling one of my best friends, Kelly, but and I remember Alicia just hugging me and like speaking truth to me and telling me the truth, you know, like raise yourself, this is gonna be hard, but you're worth it, it's also beautiful, you, you both matter, you know, and it was just such a sweet, sweet moment. And then also my friend Kelly, who has experienced it, um, was also there speaking truth into me. Um, and it was just so, I'm so glad that I have people that love me enough to speak the truth to me. Um, and so um, that Monday, we went and we had another ultrasound. And, um, and it was so hard, it was so painful, it was so cold, it was so sterile. And after, um, and I'm gonna say things that are that sound harsh, but uh, like I'm so unbelievably thankful that they happened to me because I was, didn't have a problem advocating for myself or sticking up for myself, um, as opposed to another woman that would have just gotten in her car and cried. I'm so thankful that I was able to hurt it because um, I don't want another woman to feel those. But um, after that ultrasound, um, that ultrasound tap, she grabbed the towel, threw it at me, and um, she was like, oh, you know, you should, you should put this um, up between your legs so that way you don't bleed all over the place. And I just kind of looked at her, because that would be pretty messy, huh? You know, that's my baby. Um, so we came home, and we told uh, our children, and Evan was so sweet. Evan, um, he said, well, can't we just ask God, keep her in your belly, like, and just did that, did that work? Um, my mom was there watching the kids, and it was just a really somber, somber moment. Um, and then, uh, contractions started picking up, and then that night, um, probably around 
six, my contractions were picking up, and I decided to get in the bath just to slow the contractions down. And um, that's when that song, New Wine, came on. And I just remember sitting there thinking, okay, like, he, he really is making me a vessel. He really is making me an offering. Like, God, I'll do, I'll do whatever you want. I'll be whatever you want. <laughs> you know? Like, thank you for doing this, you know? And I wasn't grateful for losing her, but I'm grateful for the lessons that I've learned and the way I've been able to, we have been able to lean into him and be there. Um, and then Paige came into the bathroom and she'd never done this before. And she undressed herself and she jumped in the bathtub with me and she took um, just cups of water and started pouring it on my back. And it was just the sweetest and then she jumped out and climbed up to our sink and she grabbed my hospital bracelet. I didn't really get why she would grab that. She brought that back in. And that song, New Wine, is playing. It's all, you know, just, it was beautiful. But she took that hospital bracelet and she put it in water. And I just couldn't help but think, like, that it was like a baptism of sorts that she, she knew like, she understood. She was two, but she understood. Um, and, then, and then she was done. And you put toddlers and they're done, and they're done. <laughs> so she took, she threw the, the magic was over. Um, but uh, I just remember sitting there thinking, um, wow, God is really, really here. He's here in every step. Um, and that was August 30th. Um, and then that night, I remember just sitting there, um, kind of after the kids had gone to bed, and my contractions were picking up, and um, Barney, we were standing in my living room, and I was leaning on him, and um, Barney just said, you know, what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you want right now? What can I give you right now? And I just said, I want peace. Like, I just want peace. And I'm not kidding. Like, it was like, like I just can describe it as like a blanket of snow. You know that snow that the first thick snow that sticks in the morning when everything is quiet and peaceful and nothing is moving. You know, it was like that fell in my living room, and I just knew like, okay, I can do this. We can do this. You know, let's do this. And then um, at 12:30 in the morning on August 31st, she was born in our living room, and. Um, I just think it's so amazing because um, the birth flower for the month of August is a poppy. And so I just knew <laughs> the last day of the month, like 30 minutes into the last day, um, she would be born then. Um, and then, wow, yeah, that's hard and holy. You said those two words. It's, it's, it's true, it's both. It's the grief and gratitude. It, it's, it is, um, but I love how even in such a dark moment, you you felt God's presence, you felt His peace, yeah. and you you cried out to Him in that moment. And like your husband saying, "What can I do?" You just wanted to help. Like, how do I help? And uh, it was the peace of God you needed. And God, um, I know you had said that the other day that peace is a person. Yeah, yeah. And so it it was Jesus showing up in that space and. And like you said, every step of the way, um, even preparing you, I just think that is how kind of God, you know, to know that this is going to happen, so I'm going to prepare your heart. And um, 
And I want you to share, if you would, the moment of way back before the living room when you were at the school at SSIS at Church of God Sarasota and, um, and you knew that God was saying something special about this baby that was going to be born in the name. Yeah. You told me her name would be Calvary. And so um, when we had her, when we were pregnant with her, her middle, her middle name was going to be Calvary and we hadn't figured out a first name yet. But when I had her, um, the name Calvary Grace just kind of fell out of my mouth and, um, and it stuck. So her name was Calvary Grace. And um, it's just so sweet. Um, I just, I'm so lucky for the friends and, and the people that I have in my life. I'm gonna pull up a photo um, just so I can read it um, correctly. But I had a, a friend that I had told about this. And, oh, there it is. Um, but they, they made this for us. And I just think it's so beautiful what God puts together for us. And so it says, her name is Calvary Grace. Her birth flower is Poppy. Poppies are her remembrance. She came to help us remember the grace promised at Calvary. We all needed her. We are so glad she came. Thank you, Dean's family, for being the conduit. And I just thought that was so. <laughs> that's not just coincidence, too. The, the month that she's born, yeah. that, that's God. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say, too, you, you both have looked for God. It, it, it's so easy, and we can all attest to this, I'm sure, in those hard seasons to to want to harden your heart and turn away or hide, you know, because this, this hurts and it's uncomfortable. But um, just like that friend that was willing to say the, the truth in love, we, we need those moments um, to not run from, but to run to God. And you both have done that. Your family has done that beautifully to seek the Lord in, in this brokenness. And you've found him. Um, and you've felt his presence and his peace. And that's beautiful. And Calvary Grace, I mean, <laughs> that name. God is using her. God is using you. And I think it's just amazing how you pursue the Lord, even in this hard, dark season. And you found the Lord. You have. You found his peace. Peace is a person. I love that. If you have a thought, I'll, I'll ask a question. If not, you have a thought. <laughs> this is, this is the... Oh, you're doing great. I'm doing great. Very brave to sit up here and and to share something so real and vulnerable. Um, but I, I felt this like again with, with healing on my heart today in this season. Like I just believe that this is another level of healing for for your family, for you, and um, this step of obedience. And I said thank you. Yeah, for saying yes. So um, yeah, I love even every step of the way how God has given you through spirit discernment, like you knew, like you said, like this something's not right. And even when people were telling you otherwise, like you were really really listening to the voice of the Lord to know that something was off. And um, and so, you know, I think that's really, really something there. And so I wanna ask this question. Um, yeah, so after, after that moment, and I know there was a season of um, not aloneness, but a season of mourning in some ways, and I know you shared that the other day, um, in a season of healing where you just needed to, to rest, but um, how did you experience God in his nearness, his presence, um, after that hard, dark moment in the living room and into that next season? How did you experience the Lord? 
Um, we felt just so um, protected and loved. Um, we were given the space just to kind of be like in our home. I didn't really leave. It was really hard for me to um, look in the mirror at myself. It took probably a good month before I could actually look in my own eyes in the mirror because once you experience that, you are a different woman. You are not the same. You are not the same. Um, but between all of the meals, what, what people don't realize is that put, when you have a living baby in your arms, postpartum, people are rushing to go help you and, and love you because you have this living, breathing, crying baby. Um, and when you experience loss, your body goes through the same motions as if you gave birth to a baby at 40 weeks, you know? It doesn't find, it's not different. And um, so, we're three days um, post-loss. Um, Barney was like, let's, let's get out, let's go for a bike ride. That's our remains, I can go. And um, halfway through the bike ride, I started crying because I couldn't do it. And um, we, we went home. But, you know, my good friend was like, Allie, if you had a living baby in your arms, there's no way you'd be riding a bike three days postpartum. Like, your baby's, you know, up in heaven. Like, you, you don't need to be riding a bike right now. <laughs> you need to be resting and nourishing your body. And the amount of people that dropped up food. Um, we had ice cream for breakfast one morning. <laughs> um, my kids really love that. <laughs> They're still asking for it. <laughs> but, um, just the way, and, and what I loved is that we weren't, um, we were loved without expectation. Like, there was no expectation to get that dish back. There was no expectation to, to return the favor. There was no expectation, and we were just loved unconditionally as we were, right where we were. And um, that is such a gift. That was such, that was such a gift. Um, yeah, I love that, to see God not, I believe we can experience the Lord, not just through his word and through time with him, but through the church, right? And through these relationships and um, and through your friends, your community, your family coming around you. And so that's a beautiful picture, truly, of God being with us, sending what we need, even if it is ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> he knew. He does, he does, he does. I love it. And, um, I know the other day when we talked, you mentioned beauty from ashes, how um, you've experienced God do that in this season, and really some next steps and invitations that he's given you specifically to step in to, to be a witness in, in the world and around the people around you. So if you want to share some of that. So what makes that song, New Wines, even more like just important to me is that um, uh, in it, says, you know, make me your vessel, make me your offering, make me whatever you want me to be. And when I sang that that night, I meant it. And um, he put it on my heart because I hear so many women um, experience this, and then they they try on, like, thoughts that have, like, comparison at the root, right? And we all know that comparison is a thief. And um, so, and I tried on all those thoughts, and I, and I kind of, like, in a way, in a weird way, like, I wanted them to fit, so that would fit, like, I would fit the molds, you know? But none of them fit, none of them felt right. Like, I tried on the thoughts that said my body betrayed me, and my body didn't betray me, my body protected me. I tried on thoughts that said, um, she has a baby, I should be upset by that, like, I shouldn't be around this, I should go home. And that just didn't fit, because God kept speaking to me, like, life is good, 
Epicurean life is good. And, uh, and so, and um, there, were, there were some women that would send me pictures of their newborn babies to try to like cheer me up. And at first, that kind of like hit me um, hard because it was just, I had just lost mine, you know? But then I distinctly remember God saying, you know, Ali, your, your, your grief doesn't take away from their joy. And their joy doesn't take away from your grief. Like, you should, they deserve celebration too. You know, they're not, nobody's intentionally hurting you. And um, so being able to stop and pause to kind of really just give them what they needed in that moment was really special too. And that was totally God. Because if I, if I would have just reacted, um, I, my phone, I'd have a new phone probably. But, um, but in, in, in that season, God really put it on my heart to really help other women as they're moving, as they're moving through their loss. And as when I finally did, we finally did share on social media, probably like three or so weeks after um, we miscarried her, um, I, there were so many women that started talking to me about their losses and how some of them haven't even told their spouses, some of them haven't told their friends, some of them haven't told because they carried so much shame. And um, or they felt, they just felt so, um, and the topic is taboo, you know, it's uncomfortable, but just because something is uncomfortable or just because you experience discomfort in something doesn't mean that there has to be disconnection at the same time, you know, you can you can find connection through discomfort with people that are worth it, you know, and um, so I was happy to find connection with these women during all of this, and so God really put it on my heart to become a bereavement doula, and so there was uh, a certification course that was just out of our price range, and so I just kept praying, and then it went on sale, and it was still a little too much for our for our budget right now, um, and I really, really wanted it. And then one day, Barty said, "I don't care. You are, do not pay a bill until you buy that course when we get when I can get paid on Friday." And I said, "Okay, um, I'll do it." And uh, the course was on sale again, and it was seventy-five dollars. <laughs>
it's it's so cool to see like you are living out the verse in Matthew 28 because of the witness that you've experienced like with him in his presence. Now you're answering the call to witness, to go out, to, to literally choose to see the beauty in the ashes. And um, that's a beautiful thing. And already, I'm sure you've already experienced, like you said, women coming to you and saying, like, wow, I've experienced this too, right? And so I think, yeah. From and there are some women that think that, you know, God, like, why did God do this to me? And, and I don't believe that God puts babies in your bellies to die. Like, I, I don't. I know that's not the God that we serve. I know that's not the God that we serve. But we do live in a world that just is broken, you know, and so things happen. Um, and so I tell them, you know, you should really find, like, I hope that you find comfort in the fact that you held your baby every single day of their life, every single day. And um, you were handpicked. I was an angel, you know, like I was handpicked for that. And that I find so much comfort in that. And I just don't want, I can help one woman know that God is for them and not against them. Yes. Um, and that you can choose him. And I feel kind of so like trite kind of saying like, you can, you can choose these, you know, but it's a hard choice. And it's a choice that if you've ever fought with any type of mental health related condition at all, it's a choice that you have to choose over and over and over again, sometimes moment by moment by moment. It's a hard choice, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Yes. And it's clear to see like how God was helping you move through that, like some of those thoughts and feelings that are valid. Like you have gone through this dark season and this hard moment, but he was transforming your mind. Yeah. And you were in the word, surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and pushing to the Lord. So it's yeah, it's a it's a battle, it really can be, and I'm sure you had to really fight some of those dark nights, but his truth, yeah, will prevail. It really does. No weapon formed against you will prevail because of his truth, his love. Yes. I love that. Well, here's a question. What would you tell someone who is struggling to see or feel God's presence or his witness with them? Someone who is maybe not in a similar situation, but in a season where they're, they're having a hard time knowing that God is with them. What would you tell that person? Um, I would definitely remind them that um, God knows exactly how they feel. I know that God knows how I feel because he lost his son. Um, he, he's a dad, you know, and he lost his son too. Um, so I know that he knows how I feel. I know that he can empathize with me. And I know that he can wear my shoes. I know that he can walk in them. Um, so, and to find comfort in that. Um, and then there are... There's one thing that, that I coined, and then there's another uh, thing that Marsha and I, um, during our chats, we've coined. Um, but so what I tell moms that I work with, um, and I feel like everybody wants peace, right? That's been a prevailing um, thing, and that's, uh, sorry, so there's so many things that I feel like I forgot that I need to like share. So the, uh, the P is for pause, mm -hmm. so just pause, 
connected and you just stop right where you are. Um, the E is, stands for evaluate. So let's really think about what your thought is because your thoughts are then dictating your feelings. It's not the other way around. And so let's really think about your thought and what feeling that's contributing to and where in your body you're feeling that. Um, is we hold emotions in our bodies. And um, so we pause, we evaluate, and then the A is for accept. And that does not mean that you condone what is happening in the moment by any means. It means that you're accepting what is in front of you right now. This is what is happening. Okay, so this is what I think. This is, this is what my thought was. This is what my feeling was. This is where I'm feeling it. This is what is happening. So now what, what do I need to do? is for create. So you're going to create a new habit. You're going to create an affirmation based in truth. You're going to actually create art. Whatever you can do to create something, um, just create. Um, and then the E is for encourage. And so you're going to encourage yourself um, through truth and just celebrating what you just did because you just took your thoughts captive. And that's incredible. So you're going to encourage yourself, and then the most important part is you're going to go encourage a friend because you never know in that moment, whoever comes on your heart is in need of your encouragement. Um, so we, we run through that, and then there's another one where you can take your thoughts and um, put them in four buckets, okay? So you're going to take your thoughts, and when you're feeling like you're in like crisis mode, right? You're going to take your thoughts, and if, if the thought that you're having is paralyzing, stopping you, and it's preventing you from moving, and you're just kind of stuck. It's not a thought from God at all. And so you're going to pause, you're going to speak truth, whether that's from a friend, whether that's from the Bible, and your friend will point you to truth. Um, so, and then you're, you're going to give praise because you just you just beat the enemy. Um, so you're going to discern if, if the thoughts are paralyzing or if the thoughts are meant to protect you. And if they're meant to protect you from something, you're gonna give praise and you're gonna worship. Um, or are the thoughts meant to provide for you? And if the thought, so the thought, like for example, becoming a bereavement doula um, scared me so much. It still intimidates me. Um, but I know that that thought is meant to provide for our family. And so I just need to pause and ask God for clarity and for him to point me to um, where, where I need to go and what I need to be doing. Um, then be obedient to that. Um, and then the fourth P is peace. So when you're not used to feeling peace, um, peace can be terrifying. Peace can feel constricting. Peace can feel, it, it can be terrifying. The quiet can be terrifying. But peace is a thousand percent from God. And so find rest in that. And find moments to rest in that. That's good. I hope you're taking notes. I'm not good at you. I'm going to keep that and come back to that. That's, that's good. And I love that acronym. Pause, evaluate, accept, create, and encourage. That encourages me. I'm sure you all tonight. And it's, God is going to use this for you to help other women, help other people that are struggling to experience and feel and know that God is with them. Because it's true, the enemy of our souls, he wants to spin us off into anxiety and depression and all of the negative emotions that we could ever muster up. But, but the truth of God, the truth that he's with us, that we're loved, 
and that we're never going to walk through anything alone. That brings peace. That it really does. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm excited to see how God uses this and all of the inspiration he gives yeah. to bring people to the Lord. And you said that the other day. You said, I just want people to know God yeah. <laughs> yeah. through this. And you're not backing away from that as you share. That's beautiful. That's beauty from ashes. That is God bringing good out of a very hard, difficult thing. And you're, you're choosing that with it, your whole family. And that's beautiful. Wow. If there's anything else that's on your heart you'd like to share, and um, and then I'll just ask, like, if there was a song, and I know you shared about New Wine, but if there was another song and a scripture maybe that you, you claimed walking through this season that helped you remember that God was with me and that he's, he's good even in this hard moment. So if you want to share any last thoughts here. Um, back in, like, 2021, maybe, early, when we first started meeting with women's group again, uh, we were told to try to seek a verse or have God bring us a verse. And the verse that he brought me was Hebrews 10, 23. Um, Let us hold absorbently to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And I've been holding on to that for so long, but not really understanding, like, why. And then I'll never forget uh, a few women's group after that. I don't think I shared this with you. Um, it was when Chi-Chi was leading. And Chi-Chi asked us to share or something, and I said that. And um, she looked at me, and she said, I'm supposed to tell you that you're going to need that. And I was like, well, you want to tell me when? <laughs> that would be cool, too. <laughs> so, but um, throughout it all, I knew that if I could just be hopeful in him and the way he provides and the way he's there and the way he's present, I knew that, I knew that we'd be okay. I don't know. I knew, I knew we'd be okay. And I remember, uh, do you have the... So, um, in September, I just felt like, Barney, we have to go. Like, we really have, we just got to get out of here. And so we went up to South Carolina with our best friends, and we took this picture in front of this tree, and I remember being so sad, because I kept looking at it, just that part of it's like order, and thinking, you know, there should be four babies there. There should really be four there. And then... I got home and I started looking, like home from South Carolina, and I started looking at it and I was like, am I going crazy right now? <laughs> because there are four babies there. Like you, can you see the face in the tree? Like there were four, there really are. Like that would be like a baby sitting right there. And I knew <laughs> that, that as long as I keep professing my hope and faith in him and let it be unswervingly, unfaltering, no matter what, Yeah. 
it's really strengthened ours in the way, you know. And it's just, it's, he really has used it for good. And now we're helping women uh, move through that loss and, and see God for who he is, which is, you know, he loves us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. God loves us enough and wants to show us his presence that he will put an image and have your mind see, your eyes see that baby in that tree. I love that. Like you, you put a baby <laughs> in a tree. Yeah. You put a baby in a tree. Yeah. God, he loves us. that, so you can quote right that. <laughs> he loves us so much. Yeah, and just and wants us to experience being with him. He wants to be with us. And um, it's true. If we, we can't shave off the ends of like, I only want to experience the really good things in life, right? Because then I'll, I'll never know the true fulfillment of, like, true joy if I, if I don't experience the hard, you know, and the difficult moments. But to see it both in, on this side of, of heaven, like, it's true, we will go through hard times. But to experience God and to see relationships strengthen and then to know that you know that you know that God is surely with me to the end, from the rising to the setting saying, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness. Wow. Anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? And I would love to pray for both of you and your family. But thank you for sharing. Wow. And showing us a life that is, is experiencing God and being with him and choosing to see the beauty and the ashes and praise him even through really, really hard stuff. What a model, what a witness. And God is going to continue, I just, I know it, I know it, to use you, your family, every bit of it for his glory, and to help other people who are seeking, who are who are struggling to experience God and, and not sure if he's there. Because it's real. Is, is, is God still good? Because this isn't good. How do I experience him in this? But your story shows that, that you can. And so thank you for sharing so much. So, um, our worship team is going to come up to the stage and get ready to, to play the song promises. And we're going to worship and, um, and praise his name from the rising sun to the setting sun. And so um, as the worship team comes forward, I'll just invite you guys to stand up here in the front. And we're going to pray and just praise the Lord for all that he's done here tonight and all that he's going to continue to do. So extend a hand. Reach out a hand, and this is, um, yeah, for this, for the church, for the Dean's family, and for um, just all, all that God is doing, the healing that He's doing. God, we love you so, so, so much, and we thank you, God, for the honesty, the vulnerability, the the words that were shared here tonight through Arlene Barney. God, not easy things to share, but Lord, we can see you in it all. We can see how you were bringing good from it all. We thank you, God. We thank you for bringing that peace that night in their living room, God, in such a hard, strange, dark moment, God. You were there. You've been there in that living room when the kids are running and screaming and having a blast and being filled with joy, but you were also there in that moment, in that dark night, God, whenever um, it would have been easy to turn away, but God, they did not. And so I thank you, Lord, for the faith of Allie and Barney and their family, how they're raising up these children to know you, to, to know that they are loved, that you are good, and that you are with them. And Lord, as they've um, lived this out, God, I just pray that you continue to grow that faith 
Lord, we thank you for how you've invited Allie into this amazing opportunity, Lord, to be a witness out in a world that is hurting and in need of healing, God, in need of your healing and in need of this truth, God, that you are with them through the storm, through the wonderful, beautiful days, through it all. So, God, would you open doors for her and for their family, and, and the Lord will know you, you'll provide as you've done so, so amazing in the past. And so, would you open these doors wide and give them the boldness to step through, God, to continue to proclaim your goodness, to proclaim your faithfulness, and to let the results out to you, God. So, Lord, we thank you for um, the lives of the Dean's family, and Lord, how you have been found in the middle of this, this storm. And God, we thank you for Calvary Grace. God, the gift that she is, the gift that she was, the gift that she'll continue to be. God, we thank you for Calvary. We thank you. We love you. And we pray this all in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.